Real good. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode 21 of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, the sports podcast that got some nice shout-outs this week from Brian Garr and Ryan Lambert and probably a few other people as well, but uh, thank you to those people. Always nice to get those on the show. Uh, uh, Justin Morissette with you, of course, as always, and with me is... Stefan Heck. John Cullen, and basically Justin once again guaranteeing that if you have over 10,000 followers and you mention us in any way, we will thank you by name on the show. 10,000? I think even like 5,000. Oh, probably. Yeah. I'm just I, I'm just going with like Lambert's around, what, 12 or something? I don't, I don't know. And then Brian Gar's like 90. <laughs> Close to 100. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> who's counting? But still, if you have yeah, a... Who's counting 89,732? If you have a wide following out there and enjoy the program, then I strongly encourage you to share your love of this show with the people who love you. And if you have 1,000 followers or less, you can donate to the show at <laughs> patreon.com slash realgoodshow. <laughs> And then we will mention your name on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, there's there's two ways to there's get two mentioned ways to on do the it. podcast: money or just a lot of social media capital. <laughs> your choice. We'll take either one. Yeah, signal boosting. I think is what they call that. Yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Boost yeah. our signal yeah. or give us money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It makes sense. <laughs> Either way, good for the show. Good for us. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And do we have? Do you? Do you have anything for good for you this week? No. Nope. No. Nope. My life is. Uh, well, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Estevan, Saskatchewan, for oh, a curling tournament. Good for you. So I think bad for me. I've made some. It's never good when you get on a plane and fly to Saskatchewan and then have to drive two hours from wherever it is that you land. That's not a very good scenario for anybody did so. you say esteban saskatchewan estevan oh, okay i was yeah. you know, like, it's like a hispanic town in yeah it's, saskatchewan. yeah it's, it, absolutely it's like the el paso of canada yeah <laughs> <laughs> well good for you going to saskatchewan well, it's, That's, it's, it's yeah. actually pronounced esteban <laughs> and uh <laughs> speaking of curling you also had your first piece published for uh, curling.ca? Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's sort of a good for you. Yeah, I've started, I, as uh, we mentioned last week with my interview with Jackson Playfair, uh, I started a question series called Magical Question Fun Time. Schnarped uh, was kind of moving away from the hockey direction into more like an Instagram for sports, so they didn't really have as much need for written content anymore. Uh, so I uh, took my talents to Curling Canada, and so I'll be producing that feature over the course of the year with a lot of your favorite curlers. Uh, so you can check it out, curling.ca. Just did, did my first one with Reed Carruthers, and uh, it was great. And you can check out a knockoff of that column on tsn.ca. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. You guys say more good stuff about yourself. Sure. Well, seven. I do have a Barcelona FC update. Okay. Uh, we had a playoff game yesterday. We're in the, the B bracket, or the loser's bracket, if you will, because we lost our first playoff game. Uh, I won't say the score. It was very high for one team, very low for the other team. You can figure out which one was which. Well, because you lost, right? So you, we, guys, so you guys were the low, yeah, the low one? Yeah. So, so got, like when they were beating you, you said, name. Neymar, Neymar. Yeah. <laughs> that was, See, oh my God. I just assumed that that's a g- great pun. 
No, it is. Yeah. That that is actually quite uh, <laughs> probably his best one yet. He I, seems very it proud is. of himself. It, no, he is yeah. No, you have this look in your eye. I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh but no, we uh we won our game yesterday, our our fourth win of the season. And it was a really it was a back and forth affair. We never actually led and we won in penalties. So we never actually led oh, wow. throughout the entire game. It was one nothing, we came back and tied it, two one, came back and tied it, three two, tied it with like a minute left. Uh, and it was all one guy at our team, Andreas. He scored right. all three goals. Did you ha- take a penalty? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, we only, it was only, it's kind of a different setup. So it was only three penalty takers and okay. it had to be uh, guy, girl, guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think we, yeah, we won in penalties. I think our goalie Dimitri saved. Yeah. He made the winning save. That's what it was. Uh, but this team that we beat was winless all year and, Three of our four wins were against them. Nice. Hey, and whatever, man. No, no, I know. But and I you just, guys have been in that seat before. Oh, we have. We have. But I can't imagine how much those guys hate us uh, because, like, they were so – they were a minute away from their first win of the season. Yeah, they're looking, In the playoffs yeah. as well. And yeah. especially, like, looking at you on the schedule all year long. Yeah. It's like, well, we're finally going to get a win against these other guys who also suck. Yeah. And it turns out they suck worse than you. Yeah, so all three games, it was one nothing, one nothing, and then 4-3 in penalties. Wow. So, so they're the real uh, Malaga of the uh, – Yeah, or what was that really – what was the, the Canadian junior football uh, – Oh, the yeah. The really bad one? They were the, um, oh, shit. I'm looking Valley, this up right now. Valley was it? Huskies was yeah. it the bad one? Yeah. Or, are you sure? Oh, I'm not sure. I know they got pounded by the Okanagan Sun. It, no, it, it is the Valley Huskies. Okay. Their point differential is now negative 444. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah. It's the beer, the beer Salona update. Beautiful. So. Nice. Good for you. Right on. Well, mine is also uh, beer-related, um, except it's not the pun name. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's safe to say that Real Good Show now has an official beer, because uh, starting very soon, I will be an employee of Deep Cove Brewers and Distillers. Nice. Did they pay for this sponsorship? Uh, they haven't paid me yet. Well, no, no, but I'm not talking about you directly, because <laughs> I want to get... You still owe me money, by the way. <laughs> so do I guess in a way they're sponsoring me because yeah. they're going to pay you and then you can pay me. Do we get, exactly. do we get free beer? Well, I got uh, to take home some samples the other day. So. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of I, I, I. This is, the show well, is, a, is a we. When we record at my place even drink beer. again next, then we can all enjoy. There do they go. have, well, you two can enjoy. Do they have like a, like a like Phillip a situation? Or they have, or yeah, like a root beer or ginger ale? I don't think so. Okay, well, tell them but Maybe that. I should uh, spearhead the, the... Tell them that yeah, there's someone out there who's yeah. interested. Well, I had a friend who worked for Phillips uh, Brewing a couple nice. of years back. Yeah. And uh, every so often they would like fuck up in the brewery and they'd like, they wouldn't put the caps on properly or something. Right. So technically they couldn't like sell the beer. So he'd get all these like free cases of beer. Amazing. So when, they, when they mess that up, do they call it Phillips Blue Fuck? <laughs> it's a very specific joke that yeah. like maybe 10% of our listeners Thank are going to get. But yeah, just look it up. Like a high yeah. estimate. Yeah. L- listen, do, if you're listening to this and you don't know that joke, do yourselves a favor. Look up Phillips Brewing. It's going to be a real long play for you, but you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so what I'm saying, Justin, is you should fuck up a bunch of uh, caps and get some... Get like a shit ton of free. Beer. What are some of the Deep Cove names? Uh, the names of like their of their brews. Oh, do they have like IPAs puns like Optimus oh, Prime? Oh, those are terrible. You know? eh? Though, like, yeah. yeah, I don't like those. It's all hop puns or like Lager puns. Like this is the Carl Lagerfeld. 
Uh, it just well, comes with a leather jacket and it costs forty thousand dollars. <laughs> they have a, the double trouble double IPA, which I drank last night. Double trouble double IPA. Okay, it's very Sweet. nice. So when they fuck it up, they just call it trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they have the crunk monk, but Belgian ankle. Oh wow, this is exactly what we just shit on. Yeah, the luminescent <laughs> like coconut porter. The crunk monk. What was that? Sorry. The crunk monk was a Belgian ankle. Oh, okay, so when they fuck it up, it's bunk monk. <laughs> Okay. The luminescent coconut porter, which I also drank recently, was very nice. Puminescent. <laughs> We're going to have to border this porter. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth criminal nitro stout, Tapper John's lager. Sorry, Tapper John? Yeah. I mean, John Tapper? Trapper John, sorry. Oh, Trapper John. I've got John Tapper on the mind, obviously. So that batch was really Crapper John. <laughs> uh, and they do have non-alcoholic ginger beer. John, you're in luck. Woo! What's it called? Uh, it's just called Dickie's Ginger Beer. Oh, boy. Great. Made just, with real ginger, no sugar problem. cane, and fresh lemons. Awesome. I'll take a mouthful of Dickie's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will be doing like brewery tours and serving in their lounge. Great. Soon. You should. So, when I plug my show dates, you yeah. should plug the dates that you're doing tours. Like You'd be like, yeah, I'm on a tour. People will be like, holy shit, he's on tour. That's awesome. You'll be like, yeah, 11 of to 3 a, on of Saturday. A, of a brewery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, whatever. Keep, I'll just keep walking around. You don't have to be specific. 15-minute in intervals. You don't have to be specific about what the tour is. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should just cut all this out. I, I'm usually non-specific about who my employers are because of Oh, you can't cut it out. I had so many good beer puns in there. Yeah, that was program. gold. But uh, I'm very excited to be working with them because... Yeah, uh, this is good. You're giving yeah, them free I ads. was drinking them in the summertime, and now I work for them in the wintertime good for you good for me and we will go from there into a segment where we examine your listener feedback as presented to us through the itunes (laughs) comments section a segment we call review review and this week's oh, review. Are we not playing our theme song? There's no review. Oh, is there? Yeah, there yeah. is a review. I review. give it two thumbs up. Bam, 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 but it Boo. specifies. I think this is our only four star review. It specifies as well. why it gave us four stars, so we'll get that there. Doesn't make it any better. Uh, written by Big Steph fan of this podcast. Yeah. I see what they it's did. My there. name. Yeah. Real yeah. good is modest. This show packs in wit, clever anecdotes, and unparalleled sports journalism into easy to digest hour and a half segments. It's indeed a very great show, but that's just one man's take. I would rate it 5 out of 5, but cannot bring myself to do so, as I recently learned through the show that Stefan looks like one of those people who would heckle him or not understand his fishy playground tweet, which would prompt his responding with a zoomed-in snapshot of their own profile photo. Also, I'm unsure if Heck is his real surname. I've only heard it before in the sitcom The Middle, which is also fictitious. Clarification, please. Uh, For the purpose of the show, Heck is my real last name. Well, I... Okay... I think it's time for you to really like pull back the curtain. I'll listen. I'll reveal it. Uh, his real last name is hey, actually Hell, yeah. but uh, he's devoutly Christian. So 
Yeah. He has to change it to heck for the podcast. <laughs> it's a, I hope it's, you're happy now. Oh, it's a very personal so, battle. Yeah, while you were know, saying that, John, he also revealed his own last name. I said Hitler. Hitler. I don't know if you heard me say Hitler. I heard you say Hitler. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say Hitler because you, you, you said hell and you kind of drew out the H a bit. And I was like, oh, did I step on his Hitler joke? No. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I wasn't going to call yeah. you Hitler. My last name is Hitler, though. Um, <laughs> but also, when you zoom in on my face, yeah, okay, that's it's a bad picture. The header, it's a we took bad but pictures we, on yeah, purpose. Intentionally, that was the idea. I was super excited to be doing this, and the other two were not so. No, much. I was excited. Fat. We were really sweaty too. I think it was like thirty-five degrees. Yeah, in the oh, that's that right. Day. Yeah, the, so the middle of June. Yeah, yeah. I look really fat. Yeah, as so well. that I would I'm, love to do a different one, but. We, we should do like a... Uh, At some point. Yeah, we'll do like an actual one. I'll wait for my beard to grow back out again. Yeah. I don't know. You're in a good space right now. I can't risk more 9.2 out of 10 personal Well, reviews. no, this is working for you. Kind yeah. of the... I, I like the... I like the, the stubble. This yeah. Keanu Reeves-esque. Yeah. yeah. I'm just harnessing my inner John Wick. See, okay. Speaking of that, did you guys see that awesome photo today that was making the rounds on social media where it was uh, Keanu Reeves, I guess, because they're doing John they're Wick 2. They're filming John Wick 2 in Manhattan. And right so now. I guess he had just come from a, a, like a fight scene or something so he's got like blood and like he's wearing a suit and he's got like blood on his face and like a really dusty suit and he's walking a pit bull and i guess it's like his pit bull and he's just like yeah. walking it around the set well and it just looks so like post-apocalyptic is it his it's probably or the, is it the well, one that he adopts at the end of yeah oh maybe it's that it i don't be. i have no idea yeah. spoiler alert after his dog dies he does eventually get another dog i hope I that didn't ruin the movie yeah, for get anyone. wow <laughs> Sorry, wait, were we talking about John Wick or the Disney feature Bolt starring John Travolta? It's Bolt, the dog. Bolt. Uh, that was a good review, though. Yeah. I, I can see why it was four stars. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just very confused about your general personal situation. But now yeah, that... But so am I. They so. know. That yeah. now it's been revealed. Yeah. You're Stefan. Hitler. Helpler. Yeah. <laughs> Hell Hitler. Well, that's a really bad... That's a really bad hyphenated last name. <laughs> Of course, if you want to be featured on the review review segment, it's very easy to do so. Just head on over to iTunes and uh, you know give your honest opinion about this program, and maybe you too will be featured on review review. But if you'd like to help the show in another way, you could of course donate to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com/realgoodshow, and we have a new donor to thank this week. Ooh, also. Ooh. Mm-mm. Thank you Mm-mm. so much to Greg J. Greg J. Who loved Greg the show, J. but not enough to tell us what his last name is so he can be publicly revealed to be loving the show on this program. It's Greg Jennings, receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> is he still on the Minnesota Vikings uh, or Miami Dolphins? No, Minnesota Vikings, pretty sure. Are we actually looking this up right now? Yeah, we sure just are. To, just to see the joke through. Oh, Miami. He's, he plays for Miami now. He's one of the two. I mean, he barely plays anymore, so it's tough to tell. But uh, Thank you, Greg yeah, Jennings. Really you, Greg. appreciate it. I mean, you are a pro athlete, so probably could have gone more than five bucks a month, but we appreciate yeah. it all the same. But speaking of pro athletes. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks like the hotline is blinging, and that can only mean one thinging. We have someone <laughs> on the line. <laughs> That sounded like the shittiest Christmas carol of all time. <laughs> the hot lines are blinging. That can only mean one thing. And it's a call. It's a call. And I would love to answer it. Well, uh, over the last several weeks on this show, really since this show has begun, uh, 
Uh, John has taken it upon himself to uh, disparage the CFL and call it a, a, a somewhat of a laughable league. I have never said that. And I don't know what you're talking wow. about. We, we have uh, made it a, a point of this over the last few weeks to uh, try and make John feel bad about the many things he's said on this program over the m- weeks and months we've been doing it. Uh, we were pleased to be joined on the phone by an actual CFL player to, here to defend the integrity of his league against the accusations of one John I Cullen. Ha- Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> kicker for the Edmonton Eskimos playing in this Sunday's Grey Cup, Sean White joins us on the phone. Sean, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. You really built that up. Well, I don't know. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. I from day one, I have talked about how much respect I have for the CFL and and Sean specifically. I've talked about how much I enjoy him and his work, and I can't believe you would say such a thing. Well, you've really talked about how it's a league made up of bankers and guys who <laughs> well, paint that's not houses, wrong. and you know, John wow. Cornish is a banker. What team are you talking about? That might be the BC Lions, but it ain't the es- Edmonton Eskimos. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I guess that's why you guys are in the Grey Cup because your exactly whole team is focused why. on football. Yeah, yeah not banking. <laughs> we got we got guys that are going to the NFL next year. We got guys that have been in the NFL. Almost everybody's been in the NFL. Like, come on, guys, and, get with it. And you yourself, it's, ty- it's, typ- it's typical talk of people that don't really know football. So, well, you, that's John Cullen for you. <laughs> Fair. You know what? I'll, I'll take it from you. I can take it. You yourself, Sean, are uh, an accomplished athlete in many different facets. You've conquered the X Games. You're an Olympic hero. You're one of the best snowboarders of all time. Why exactly did you want to take on the CFL? You know, I just thought it would be a new challenge. Um, you know, I felt like snowboarding was just getting a little too easy. Um <laughs> So, you know, I just wanted to, you know, take my talents. And I've heard that being a kicker is very difficult. And you got to be a very, probably one of the best athletes in the world to be a kicker. So I thought I'd try that. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty, getting pretty successful at it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that just kind of really fell into place for you. Uh, you know, Edmonton's kicker goes down. And uh, all of a sudden, just out of the blue, they think, hey, this is a great chance for Sean White to step in. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought for I thought it was going to be a publicity stunt, and they wanted me just to you know sell tickets. But uh, you know, the, I think they realized the talent that I have in snowboarding and in football. So, well, once you kick all a fifty-three-yard game winner, then uh, I guess it all really just falls into place after that. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, in that kick, I just shut my eyes and hope for the best, and you know, it went in. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, looks like I, I actually read the wrong Wikipedia bio. I'm sorry. Oh, that. is that what it is? Oh, because I am pretty good at snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, but Sean, uh, you've, you're, you're somewhat of a journeyman now. This is your third team that you're playing on this season, uh, having previously uh, played stints with the Montreal Alouettes and the BC Lions. Uh, having been around the Canadian Football League, to some of our listeners who uh, might be south of the border, what uh, really makes this game uh, distinctly <coughs> Canadian? Distinctly Canadian. I think we play in the elements a lot more than uh, the NFL would do uh, or than play in. Uh, we play in a colder league. We play... Uh, you know, obviously we're in Winnipeg right now, and it's like minus five outside. We're playing in snow, but uh, it's also a different league. It's it's faster, uh, just with a wide open field. Um, 
you know, you got uh, the clock is a lot slower. The last three minutes of the game feels like it's about four hours. And, you know, in the NFL, when you're up by a touchdown or two touchdowns with three minutes left, the game's pretty much over. But uh, in the CFL, those last three minutes, uh, you know, they take two hours, it feels like, and you're never out of a game. So I feel like the CFL is a lot more exciting. Uh, and it's just a different game. You, it's, you know, guys that play in the NFL that are very successful. I played with Chad Johnson, and he came up to the CFL, and he, you know, he struggled. He struggled with uh, the motions. He struggled with the game speed and the, the field width. So a lot of guys that are good in, this, in the NFL have, have not been successful here in the CFL. And you got guys like Cameron Wake that have been amazing when I played with him in BC, and he's gone down to the NFL. So a lot of NFL players come up here, and a lot of guys in the CFL go down there. What's the most Canadian thing you've seen in all your years so far? The most Canadian thing? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Can I get, like, an example of something? Uh, I don't know. Just something, <laughs> something in, the, in the stands, perhaps, that you wouldn't see down south. <laughs> from, from the fans. Uh, well, they're just ruthless here. Just, you know, there's only nine teams, and if you go to a, a place like Hamilton, you have beer cans. You have most Canadian cans getting thrown at your face. So uh, they, they take it very seriously. If you go to the prairies in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, you know, they, they love their football and they're very passionate about it. And you got guys standing uh, three hours before the game, standing there completely pissed drunk and they're giving you giving you the gears for, for six hours of the day and they're just nonstop. So, and they're giving you, they're calling you everything under the sun, but uh, that's a part of the game and it's, that's what makes it fun. That's a long, that's a long time to be told that you're bad at something. Oh, it's, and it wears on you after a while, you start to believe it. And you're like, man, maybe I do suck. Like maybe I'm, maybe I am an ugly person, man. I don't, <laughs> maybe I do look like Dougie Hauser. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great heckle, to be fair. And Doogie Howser's a doctor, so it's not like yeah, fully insulting. He was a kid and he was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, it's not like horrible. Well, you exactly. Are, you're playing in the Grey Cup this Sunday for the Edmonton Eskimos. As we mentioned, this is the first time that you've gotten all the way to the, uh, the biggest game in the CFL in your career. Uh, is, it, is it extra special for you? Are you just soaking it all up this week? Yeah, it's it's oh, it's been a nine year wait for me. I've been close four different times, and I always thought we'd get there, but I've been robbed. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm a part of a special team right now, and uh, you know, it's a close close group of guys. They do everything together. I was just at uh, a restaurant with my parents, and the whole team showed up. Every one of them says hi to my mom and dad, and uh, to come here to the Grey Cup and be able to share this with my with my parents, my brother and sister, my aunt and uncle will be flying in on Friday, and. Uh, to be able to share that with them, uh, this this once in a lifetime event for me is uh, is truly a blessing, and uh, I'm very lucky. I've had a really long year this year. Again, being with Montreal, I thought I was going to retire, and then I come to a great team like this, and <laughs> look where we are now. So it was like all that bad luck that I had happened for a reason. I'm better off for it. Do you think uh, if you kick the game-winning field goal this weekend that they will name the most famous street in Edmonton after you? <laughs> the White Ave. Yeah. Well, they've already done that. Pretty oh, much. oh, wow! Yeah. They did it even before you got there. That's so oh, yeah. kind they've of already them. got that. I've already got that place on lockdown. So. <laughs> I figured you did. I mean, that's just, that's outstanding. <laughs> no, no. But hopefully, they named the city. They took down the city of champions sign in Edmonton. I was hope maybe they'll put that back up, or just put up uh, the city of Sean White, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want that that attention. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I have to ask, uh, who on the Eskimos is most excited for the Fallout Boy performance? Besides I'm you, the whole starting defensive line, you know those 
the brothers from down south, they just they just love that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Are you going to be able to sneak out of the locker room, get those guys out there to see a, a song or two? <laughs> I think we're in the locker room during that the, the halftime show, but uh, if I can sneak out, I'll, I'll join in. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll be out there dancing. <laughs> You're PVRing it though, right? Specifically so you can watch the halftime show. Actually, I never thought of it. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned there that you were on the verge of retirement before you got the call from uh, from Edmonton there. What was your mindset at the time? So I got released in the end of August, and uh, I waited in Montreal for about two weeks, and then I said, the heck with this place, and I went back home. My family was in a Soyuz at the time, so I wanted to get there with the family, get my mind right, and... Uh, during that time, my brother-in-law works for a company, and uh, he's a, he's also a firefighter, but he told me, you got to join this company. You make a lot of money. If he could do it, he would retire from being a firefighter to, to work this job full-time. So I was lining up a job with uh, his best friend's company, and they wanted to hire me because they thought I'd fit in with the team. And, you know, obviously I'm a team guy, so uh, I, it sounded great to me. I was going to hand in my resume the, that day, and... Uh, Literally an hour before I was going to hand it in, I got the call from from Edmonton. And at first I said no, but I had talked to my dad about it, and he goes, "You got to go." So I left, and sure, somehow, just luckily, the kicker got hurt the same day, and I got thrown into the game right off the bat, and I earned my spot, and I've kept it ever since. Well, you sure look good in those Edmonton toques. I'll tell you that much. I know they really bring out my blue eyes. You should you should see my Facebook profile. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> I have seen it, and I can confirm that it, right? it did in fact. The green, some the green and gold really show off my blue eyes. It's yeah, really amazing. That's, that's well, yeah, exactly. That's what you really yeah. you were looking. That's why you originally. That's said the only no. reason I really wanted. And that then your too. dad goes, "Well, just think, Shawnee, how good you'd look in that green and gold." And you go, "God damn, Dad, you're so right all the time." Yeah. Right. Uh, and he always said, if you listen to me, you might go somewhere in life. And now look at See what happens? There you go. Got a beautiful Facebook pic. It's great. Uh, Sean, I have to ask, here on the show, we're huge fans of a Spike TV TV show called Bar Rescue. Have you ever watched Bar Rescue? And if so, what is your favorite episode? Oh, I have yes. seen it. I don't know. I can't really. It has been a while, though. My favorite episode. Well, it can just be the only one you remember if you, if you want. I can't. I can't. I feel like I'm getting trapped into something here. <laughs> no, we we legitimately talk about we bar do. rescue on the show every week. Yeah. It's we it's we say it's a sports show, but that's a very loose. There term. there was one episode where the bar, the the owner and his wife were just getting absolutely gunned every single time they were what went in there, and they were just using it as their own little private party. So it was really funny to see them get the gears from the guy who hosts the show, and he was just giving it to them and pretty much saying, "You better like either sell the place or you know get get your drinking problem dealt with." So. That was always. I like those ones when people are alcoholics and they get pulled <laughs> off really good. That, that's most episodes too. <laughs> well, uh, we, we've also talked quite a bit on this show, not just about Bar Rescue, Sean, but also the Canadian Junior Football League, which you happen to be an alumni of. You played for uh, what is now the Langley Rams. And uh, we were amazed to discover the very existence of this league on the show a few weeks ago. As someone who's played in it, uh, what's the difference between the CJFL and, say, CIS football? Uh, the difference, well, you know, of, it's obviously the, the players may, might not be as good. Uh, you know, on a team, you usually have your one all-star that's really good. Um, 
CIS, you obviously you have more rounded players, you have better coaching, you're getting us obviously getting your uh, education. Um, but uh, you know, junior football is fun in a way that the boys they just love to play football. They love to go out and hang out with the boys afterwards, and it's almost like club rugby in a way. And you're just going out playing games and just getting crushed with your friends right after. So it's a it's a fun time. But uh, where CIS might be a little bit more strict, and uh, you know, you gotta you know you gotta prepare, and you got your film study, you got all like what pros do. So yeah. That's, well, that's, that's also, that would be the big uh, difference. You, Pretty much getting crushed with your friends right after a game is the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also you don't have any teams in the CIS named the Big Kahuna. Oh, yeah. They've changed that, though. It's yeah. the Langley Rams now. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, but that, that, that was just that what was, a great that was a hard name, name that was. To say. It's, it sounds like a fake football team. It's <laughs> like the, it sounds like a football what was, team. What was, the water, what was the Waterboy movie? What was his team called? Do you guys oh. remember that one? Oh God, the Adam Sandler one. Wasn't uh, it like the mu- the water bugs the, or mud the, bugs? The, the Louisiana bull, like water snakes or something stupid like yeah, that. Water bugs, crazy. maybe. Stefan's yeah, looking it up. Like, some, something like that. H two O. Oh, the uh, Louisiana State <laughs> University mud dogs. Mud dogs. Yeah. That's the one. Mud dogs. Yeah. So there you go. It could easily be like the the uh, football team in like a children's movie of some kind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But little giants. We can't talk to a CFL player without mentioning the rouge, Sean. Uh, how many rouges are going to be scored in the Grey Cup this weekend? Would you figure? Oh. Oh, zero, because I'm going to make all my kicks, and my punter is going to put it out inside the five-yard line, and uh, we're going to pin them and score touchdowns and field goals. That's it. And Ottawa is just not going to score any points at all? No, our defense is nasty. <laughs> They're going to get them. They're going to be up in their I heads. I mean, they might, they might get a couple rouges, because they are the, the yeah, rouge, they might, the they rouge might noir. Yeah. yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, give them, we'll give them like two or three rouges, so it's going to be around 30-2 to two game. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Sean, would you mind, as a CFL player and a guest on the show, uh, just confirming once and for all that Real Good Show is the CFL podcast of choice? It is. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. We figured you did. That's Absolutely. quite the endorsement. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. I'll, I'll tell all the boys about it too. They'll, they'll be listening Perfect. from now on. Well, uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier about um, off-season jobs also. Um, yep. Marco Iannuzzi of the uh, BC Lions, of course, spent his off-season last year being on uh, the Canadian reality show Canada's Smartest Person. Uh, do you plan to be on a reality show this off-season? And if so, which one? Well, I know it wouldn't be the smartest person, because if it was the dumbest person, I'd be on it for sure. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a reality show kind of guy. You know? I'm a, Maybe Bar Rescue. Yeah. Maybe Bar Rescue, because I'm that alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sean, thank you so much for your time, and uh, good luck to you and the Eskimos this Sunday in the Grey Cup. Thank you very much for having me, boys. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Sean White of the Edmonton Eskimos. Catch him this Sunday in the Grey Cup as they take on the Ottawa Red Blacks. No, it's the Ottawa Red Blacks! (laughs) Yeah, I meant to ask him about that, actually. Do they just, is it like style that you have to yell their name constantly? I don't know, but for those of you that don't know, uh, for some reason, the Ottawa Red Blacks, who already have the worst (laughs) team name in professional sports, uh, 
also demand that their name be written in all capitals yeah. in all like press releases. That's and like stuff. such an Ottawa thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Just always trying to call attention to themselves. What would their like parliament? It's actually buildings. making me cheer for an Edmonton sports team. That's absolutely. how bad it is. <laughs> like, every, yeah. How every, can you not after the listening to that interview? Well, with Sean? exactly. The Eskimos are the official CFL team of. Real good, good show. show. Perfect. Really. And we're the official podcast of the CFL. So. Yeah. There you, you heard him say yeah. we are the best CFL podcast out there, which in the wrestling business is called a blow off at the end of a feud. So chew on that two and out. We're done with you. Yeah. Now accepting any and all offers for podcast feuds, uh, CFL or otherwise. Come Family. Me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but John, I was a little bit surprised <laughs> that you uh, tried to pretend that you have not slandered the CFL at every turn on this podcast. I didn't pretend. We've all been here. I've <laughs> talked about how it's so respectable of these athletes to be able to hold down two jobs at one time. Oh, so you're doing the Spiza thing, are you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's Spiza? I love Spiza. Yeah, exactly. What do you? Yeah. He loves Spiza. I love the it, CFL. It, so I guess yeah. in that sense, I am doing the Spiza thing. Yeah, I don't like a bit. What, huge Spiza fan over here. Is yeah. that a bit? I love Spiza. Okay, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look out. Here we go. Arms up. Oh, Spiza guy. I'm going to have to come around as like a huge fan of Fresh Life at some point at this rate. Why not? Well, Absolutely. I can think of a lot of reasons. Garlic cheese for a dollar. Seventy-nine. <laughs> but moving on to something that you will have nothing but good things to say well, about. Well, well, maybe yeah. not this particular topic. Uh, curling has been all over the news lately, and it's which is crazy. Something that we have to address. Yeah, absolutely. The people have been waiting with bated breath yeah. for John Cullen to weigh <laughs> in on Jeez. his his true area of expertise. Ugh. Uh, brooms have yeah. been very controversial. Yikes! The, the, uh, it's, are we calling it Bristlegate? Is it Broomgate? They've been gate? calling it Broomgate, which is so dumb because no one uses a broom to open their gate. <laughs> so that doesn't make sense. Your name R one was better, I think. Yeah. Oh, I do, yeah, I'm doing what I no, but I just mean like, because it's so it like it makes no sense. Because the, f- Watergate was a hotel, so for things to be they're called blank gate doesn't make any sense. Like, if you reversed, like, you wouldn't call it water brooms. I have something that... <laughs> that's really fucking weird. I have a question that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Was the first curler to speak out on this issue a bristleblower? <laughs> uh, and this has been Curling Corner with John Cullen. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to send us an email money transfer, you may do so at realgoodpod at gmail.com. Well, what's the, what's the deal here, John? Okay, so... It's crazy to me that this is getting covered like in the New York Times and on CBC News and it's just been everywhere. It was on like Colbert as yeah, well. Colbert yeah, and Colbert did, did like a six-minute segment on it, which was so funny because uh, he called Jerry Gertz a curler who he's like very famously the head of the world curling tour and doesn't curl <laughs> at all. So it was really funny that that was like the one guy that he singled out in the CBC piece being like, look at this curler, Jerry Gertz. And we're all laughing behind the scenes because he's like, that'd be like calling Gary Bettman a hockey player. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so basically the the whole controversy is that uh, players are starting to believe that 
uh, brooms affect the rock too much. So like the technology has advanced to a point where the brooms are affecting the rock negatively. And uh, in specific, they're kind of going after one company who I'm also sponsored by. Uh, so it's been a very big broom haha, if you will. And um, it's uh, I just... wasn't allowed to say bristleblower, but you. Can I never say said you couldn't say bristleblower. I like. I laughed. I like. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was okay. totally yeah. fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. No, I did like broom haha too. Yeah. I, that was just a jealous outburst. <laughs> 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 Sorry, nine point two. Um, <laughs> it's been a really like. Uh, yeah, it's been really weird. So we're sponsored by this company called Hardline. And so um, Hardline came out with this uh, product, this new broom head about three years ago. We've been using it. This is our third year. And um, no one has said anything. Uh, last year, the world number one team, Mike McEwen, started using the brooms. A few other teams started using the brooms. No one said anything about them. McEwen had a great season. Reed Carruthers, one of the other major teams using the broom, had a great season. No one really talked any, any shit about Hardline. Um, and what happened was Hardline went on Dragon's Den. They are a version of Shark Tank for our American listeners. They got a deal. Uh, if you saw the Colbert segment, you got you got all this, but they got a deal on Dragon's Den and basically stole a ton of market share because their broom is the best on the market. Uh, another broom company, Balance Plus, didn't like this. So what they did was they invented a broom head that basically fucks the ice and completely is like uh, ridiculous. It's basically like the hardline head, but ramped up to 100. And they gave their two top sponsored teams who were playing simultaneously in tournaments in Alberta and Ontario, the brooms, and told them to use them in games and tell everybody about them being like, look what these brooms can do. And they were, they were affecting the rock so much to the point where in Ontario, they ended up having a players meeting to decide... Uh, what to do with these brooms and hard, the hardline brooms got lumped in with them as well because the hardline people were like, well, these balance plus brooms are crazy. The balance plus people were like, well, your hardline brooms do the same thing, which they don't. Anyway, long story short, uh, hardline brooms have been banned by the World Curling Federation who are ironically sponsored by balance plus and uh hardlines decided to sue the world curling federation uh and and or no sorry sue balance plus for corporate bullying and slander and <laughs> oh it's just like it's the whole thing's a mess it's fucking curling you know it's crazy uh but yeah basically all these top teams signed an agreement saying they wouldn't use certain things that it, I'm not even going to get into all the details. You can look it up if you're really interested. I mean, but. they already sponsored you, and if that wasn't enough, the fact that they are suing the governing body of their sport is enough to make them the official broom provider of real good yes, show. Yes, absolutely. Hey, listen, <laughs> if you're a curler or you just need a real... I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to your kitchen, there's no rules, baby. You want to sweep up with Hardline? Would that actually done. be good for like sweeping shit no, up? No, it'd be horrendous. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would do literally nothing. What's like the other sport equivalent of this like equipment thing? Like if if, uh, if the NHL was like you can't wear Jofa helmets anymore because they look too cool. You know? <laughs> well, no, because it, it would be like uh, it would be like if the NHL banned uh, like one brand of composite sticks. Yeah. So it'd be like if the NHL when they signed the deal with Reebok. Warrior came out with a new stick and everyone was like, well, that Warrior, you can take slap shots way too hard with that Warrior, but they did it two years after Alex Ovechkin set the record using this Warrior stick. Yeah. So he's already been using it for two years. No one says anything. And then Reebok would come out with an even crazier version of the stick. Then people would be like, well, what the hell? Yeah. That's even crazier. And then they go, well, the Warrior one was crazy to begin with. 
and then it would go from there. So. But but the crazy one also got banned, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So they uh, since just, was that like a, a well, but the thing was an actual ban or just the gentleman's agreement. Well, the thing was that in. it was never intended to be sold in stores. Okay. So it was uh, it was just per they they, and, they say that they're just proving a point. Yes, yeah, and Balance Plus literally had a press release that said we never intended to release this broom. We legitimately made it to prove a point that the hardline brooms are going too far, which is kind of crazy. So, uh, well, as someone who's used hardline brooms for the last several months, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, several I, years, I should say. I think that the hardline brooms definitely are the best broom ever made. Do I think it's too much? I don't, I don't know. I mean, and so when we're, what we're talking about here is, is being able to, uh, hold the stone straighter if you're sweeping on one side of it or make it curl more if you're sweeping on the other side of it. Um, and so... You're affecting friction. Yeah, you're basically affecting friction. And those of you who don't like curling are really... You're just <laughs> jamming that 15-second <laughs> forward button right now. Um, but yeah, so essentially it's... Uh, ba- basically, the the whole thing is that curlers just want it to be the accountability in the throwers hands and not the sweeper but the argument's kind of flawed because all the top teams are still winning like the results haven't changed it hasn't been you're not seeing some like club curler like monday night men's league team winning grand slam events like you still have to be good and you still have to know what you're doing with the broom to make it do certain things so it's a very bizarre uh situation like nothing i've ever seen before um and and the thing is stefan you're asking about parallels there are parallels in other sports but it's taken years for them to ban it this is the only sport i can ever think of where they legitimately were just like the players signed this agreement that they weren't going to use them and then instantly they were like done the regulations were in place yeah they didn't give hardline a chance to reinvent their product or make a something new like like belly putters in golf took three years to ban michael phelps and a bunch of other swimmers were destroying world records with the full body suits it took them three years to ban those like so it just there's no precedent for this yeah where a sport just instantly shuts it down and it seems very directed at one company yeah curling doesn't mess around though no i guess yeah. not are we super serious are we gonna be seeing some like uh like you know back in the day this doesn't really happen in hockey so much anymore but you used to see like referees like measuring sticks for illegal curves is that gonna that'll definitely happen i think people after are, this is they're over, gonna yeah. be investigating uh your yeah. your your broom normally they do at, at major tournaments they do investigate your brooms but it's just to make sure that they're like not broken yeah. usually like that they're not in a state of disrepair where they would be like affecting the ice in a like dirt and debris type of way. Um, so now I think that it will be, yeah, they'll be looking for specific things. Well, I can't wait for, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> to see the... what comes out of all of this with the suing and all that kind of shit. It's, it's been crazy. It's been especially weird to be a hardline team. Um, Cause yeah, we've used the brooms for three years. No one said anything about it. Now all of a sudden we're cheaters and we're wrecking the game and we're assholes. Well, you are. Well, I thought about but... that. Yeah. I thought yeah, that about I mean, yeah. but, but that's like we're not even talking about the brooms. I mean, we're just yeah. talking about straight cheating, which is that's another thing. I think the, be- the best part of this segment is that I hope there's someone listening to you who doesn't know what curling is, but is like super familiar with children's literature, and they just think this is like something about Quidditch. <laughs> oh man, because you're talking great. about brooms and like sweepers and all these like n- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quidditch it kind of yeah. sounds it's like, like a, the Quidditch, a Quidditch parallel rip-off. would be yeah. like they rolled out the Nimbus five thousand and and, and they were ridiculous. like, it's gone, we've gone too far. Yeah, we've ruined too- the integrity of. 
of Quidditch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see how fast these guys are finding the snitch now? It's not even real. Why do we even have the quaffle? Why do we even have the hoops? Why don't they just use a spell to like find? Isn't there a spell where it's like, oh, snitch, come to me, yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, Why, that's they what it is. Done that. It's it's, uh, it's actually snitches come to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, well, it's no, because isn't it? Don't they? Don't they like protect the Quidditch Stadium or whatever? So you can't. Oh, that do would that? make sense actually. Because yeah. they had that episode or that episode. They <laughs> yeah, had that thing you know, in the that book. Classic where, episode of Fairy. Well, Father. like where they thought Snape was fuck it because oh, Harry's was broom like a was like messed curse. up, but it was yeah. yeah it was well, like a, J.K. Rowling, uh, if you're listening, as I'm sure you are, uh, get back to us on this. Yeah, please let us know. Um, and I apologize to all of you who hate this segment, but. <laughs> It has been on Colbert and it has been in the New York Times and everything. It's so just my, weird. My, my favorite part was this one guy, this one guy tweeted and curling, of course, like we're a notorious, like tight community. And this reporter from like New Jersey or something was like, really? 750 words on curling in the New York Times and you've got the Rutgers versus so-and-so, I can't remember who, basketball game coming up and you're going to focus on curling? That's ridiculous. And then a bunch of curlers just sent this guy tweets like, fuck you. Like, you're a piece of shit. Who gives a shit about Rutgers? Well, Myself included. Well, I told him he was a piece of garbage. What no, was, I'm just kidding. What was the worst part of your week then, John? The fact that your broom got banned or the fact that your curling um, interview <laughs> format got ripped off by oh, TSN? God. I don't know all of it yeah I've I've done I've created two different curling products and they've both been ripped off by the major networks uh so I did a, a curling interview series called Cullen and a Curler uh where I interviewed curlers in kind of like a personality style funny fashion uh which Sportsnet then ripped off using a different curler who's also a lead and asked some of the same questions that were on my Cullen and a Curler show and they now air that on their national broadcasts on Sportsnet and then at least it took them like three years to rip it off with TSN I released my first magical question fun time on Friday and on Tuesday Bob Weeks from TSN Curling had ripped off my interview format as he interviewed someone on the same team as the guy I interviewed on magical question fun time and referenced my interview without mentioning me or linking the interview yeah, just passingly in said interview. oh i saw this on a blog that yeah uh, a blog yeah uh, oh, no it's actually <laughs> the site of the uh, foremost governing body of curling in canada but yeah thank you for your support bob weeks and might i add go fuck yourself <laughs> Bob Weeks is not the official sports columnist he is of Real Good Show. Not at all. He was yeah. going to be before the show. We discussed yeah. it. I yeah. said, Justin, it's, it's, this is the week. This is the Bob Weeks week. <laughs> yeah. This is and then it. that happened. Yeah. So. I got to be honest. What well, he we, did, we what were, he, sorry, go ahead. It was going to be more than one week. We were just open to the possibility of weeks and weeks of weeks. <laughs> well, all I have to say is what he did to me was very weak. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Justin's was better. Yeah, it was better. But, <laughs> that's why I should have gone first. Yeah, because I tried to cut him off yeah. and it didn't work out. I should have gone first. Oh, I didn't know his was going to be so good. I know, it's yeah. not that good, you know. Um, I and you know, a nine point five. You're also going to have a great segment on the show called Weeks on Fleek, which is going to be basically just shit he did that was really good. <laughs> Bob Weeks just you, uh, you fucked yourself. it all up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's on our enemies list now with Stephen A. Smith and Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are the first podcast to come out as anti-Weeks, <laughs> and that includes all Weeks. NHL backup goaltender Kevin Weeks, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
You're done. Oh, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he's on fleek. Yeah, well, I like he's on Kevin fleek Winkler. for sure. He's, suits is he, he knows what's up. <laughs> right. Well, we will leave once you again. I sincerely apologize. Wild for this curling world segment. of curling behind and head to the NHL just briefly. Although, actually, I will say we do get. It seems like we get a curling question for me like every week. So yeah. we definitely do have listeners. That I think seem people to care. will like it. I mean, it's our twenty-first episode. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. we can You're do it for the long haul at this yeah. point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, go ahead. And, NHL. And we'll stay on the ice and head to the world of the NHL where Lucas Pisa made his uh, triumphant return Luca. to the Canucks lineup. Triumphant in as much as, uh, you know, it was a jubilant event. The team still lost badly to the Winnipeg Jets and Lucas Pisa also lost badly in a fight against Anthony Peluso. And uh, Stefan, how did you feel seeing your boy get uh, just assaulted like that? Well, I'll stay within the bit uh, and pretend I love Spiza, and it was awful. No, but even if I, even if, even like talking realistically here about Spiza, and you all know how I feel about him, it was like really bad seeing him get he beat up pumped. like that because he got fed. Um, I'm surprised he even took the fight. And I think, yeah, no, you have to give him props for actually going in on the fight because Palooza is a tough customer. Yeah, and Jim Houston was the play-by-play guy and was saying, like, oh, somebody should step in and yeah. break this up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or was it Shorty? I think it was Shorthouse. Uh, Either it, way. It was anyway. Flagrant yeah. Canucks bias. Yeah. Being like, oh, this is ugly. Somebody yeah. should break but this we, up. We were talking about this, and I think, well, John, it doesn't matter. You're not a Canucks fan. But if Spiza was making league minimum or like a million dollars as like a seventh defenseman, he'd be like a fan favorite. Uh, the way he plays, he hits. Uh, you know, he he he's exciting, like uh, Thomas Drance when he was on the show. Like he said, uh, he makes things interesting. Oh, if you love goals, yeah, you're gonna see a lot. Exactly, when he's yeah. on the ice. Um, and he hasn't had any particular, like, uh, particularly egregious pizzas recently. Yeah, uh, giveaways. But um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy to have him back. I mean, we all love Spiza here. Yeah, yeah and, what can you do? I mean, and uh, they came back from that terrible road trip the Canucks did. Uh, w- one of their worst road trips in a long, long time. And uh, it seemed like they were poised to get destroyed by the Chicago Blackhawks. They wound up winning that game 6-3. to three. John, you were in the building for that one. Great game to be at. Yeah, when you're not a fan of either team, you're just hoping for uh, goals. And uh, lots of beautiful goals from the Sedins. Taze just made Miller look like a giant dork on his first goal. That was awesome. He Miller dipped the shoulder and Taze just roofed it. That was sweet. I was sitting right there, so that was awesome. And of course, you were sitting right there to see one hat get rained onto the <laughs> one ice. One hat, maybe two. Were there two? Well, in the, the funniest end? part about that was I said to it was one, and I said to Brooke, I was like, as soon as Daniel scored, I was like, oh, that's his hat trick. Why aren't they throwing hats on the ice? Especially because it sealed the game. It was a really tight game. The Canucks were up 3-2. The Blackhawks tied it 3-3 with about eight minutes to go. And I thought, okay, we're going to OT for sure. Then the Canucks scored a goal on a notable shit human, Corey Crawford, who led in a terrible goal to make it 4-3 for the Canucks. But it was still a pretty tight game. Chicago had a few chances. Then Sedin scores a beauty goal, hat trick, to ice the game and really make the team and the building feel great. People were up on their feet cheering for the first time since the game started and um one hat and it was fun because i don't even cheer for the canucks i don't even care i turn to brooke i'm like oh that's his hat trick goal and then i was like shouldn't there be more hats on the ice and then it wasn't until they announced it was a hat trick on the pa that the person threw their hat because it was in the middle of play when yeah. the hat came onto the ice so did 
the crowd didn't no one in the building know that i guess not yeah i don't know i mean to be fair they are twins i guess yeah they've only been here for like 15 years so how could you (laughs) how could you know that there was two well they have um, they have the same number too yeah exactly so there's no way to tell them apart no exactly the same initial like they don't put their initials on the back it's just sadine's this was a big point of contention and a cause of controversy and debate on on twitter this past weekend about how shameful it was that nobody threw their hats on the ice and on the one hand i'm like yeah i I mean, it's a tradition uh, to throw your hats on the ice for a hat trick, and you don't see that many, like, especially a team like Vancouver that doesn't score a ton of goals, period, never mind three from the same guy in one game at the moment. Uh, But I feel conflicted. Like, if I was in the building, I don't know that I would throw my hat for a hat trick. I've never thrown my hat for a hat trick. Like, I have a lot of hats. I have, like, 25 hats in my possession, and I could definitely stand to lose one. But if I'm out for the night, if I went out to a game... I'm probably wearing my best hat. Like, I picked it for a reason. <laughs> Your formal right? hat. Yeah. 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 Like, it's, it's my favorite. It's probably the latest addition to the collection. Um, and I don't know that I'd be willing to let it fly. Well, do toques count? Because I, I wear toques to the game most of the time. Like, yeah. Would, would that yeah, count? You can, oh, yeah, you can throw sure, the toque on. Yeah. My favorite one is still when Brett Hall scored on the free hat giveaway night and then got a hat trick. Sorry, got a hat trick. And then the, it was just oh, yeah. pandemonium. It was like the teddy bear toss. Yeah. The hats were just everywhere. It was well, awesome. That's the other thing is if you're wearing a hat and you're at the game, you might have just bought that hat at the team store like 15 minutes earlier True. for like $40. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it doesn't... It doesn't really make i mean most teams donate the hats to like children's hospital or something like that for to cancer patients so that's fine (laughs) like if you're into supporting that it's like whatever so it's like it's nice from that perspective like in that sense i would like donate 40 dollars to the cause but i know what you're saying like it's just in the moment you're like why would i this doesn't because you're saying there's a bunch of sick kids who were like who saw the hat trick and like yes we're gonna get a bunch of hats and then the, this like sad guy comes in the next day. He's like, "I'm sorry, children. We only, we only have one, the one hat. Who wants it? Throws it into the middle of the room, and they all have to fight each other." Yeah, uh. I'm gonna cut off that uh, metaphor right there. But uh, um, but yeah, but yeah, you're right though. Like honestly, what happened on Saturday was the best case scenario. If you throw your hat on the ice, that you get recognized as like the you one. You're the one, yeah. Because there's no real benefit. Like if if a hundred people throw their hat on the like, what are you getting out of it? Like I guess you're just so excited, you like rip the hat and you throw it on the ice and whatever. But then you're just like, ah, oh, shit, I just <laughs> threw my hat and but, no one cares. But then it becomes. But if you're like the a... one person, you're like. That was my, uh, yeah, I did that shit for the team. I feel like that becomes like a I am Spartacus situation because like anyone could claim to have thrown the hat, you know? Maybe, yeah, that's true, maybe. If you were at the game, you could be like, yeah, it was me, I threw the hat. And the guy who did would be like, you motherfucker. (laughs) Well, yeah, and like if everyone was throwing their hats on the ice uh, and someone after the game is like, oh, you're at the game, did you throw your hat on the ice? And if, if you didn't have a hat to start with, you'd be like, yeah. You see a hat? <laughs> yeah. If you wore a hat, then that'd be really... Yeah, I threw my hat on the ice, but you're wearing a hat. Yeah, no, I, I have Stop two. Stop by the team yeah. store and bought another one. I, I always bring two, don't you? Yeah, that'd be great. Here's a... Uh, do you guys know why they call it a hat trick? No. I I do in the back of my head. I've... I've yeah. Because in the old days, when you got three goals, they would give you a bowler hat yeah. after the game. Oh, really? So that's why they called it, started calling it a hat trick. Yep. Nice. Well... The more you know, John Cullen providing all kinds of educational opportunities on this week's program. Absolutely. And well, uh, these are the things you can expect when you guys uh, come to my housewarming party where I will be hosting trivia. 
No one is invited, though. This isn't a wrestling trivia situation where we're like canvassing the listeners. Because no one wants to go. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Like legitimately, you're not invited to the house. Uh, But uh, Anthony Peluso, who fought Lucas Pisa, made like, you know, was on the bubble apparently with the Jets. And uh, they cut uh, Patan instead. They sent him down and, uh, you know, sent sent a prospect down. And Peluso, you can stick around. It's probably better for Patan, though. Because you caved in Lucas Pisa's face. <laughs> well done. Oh, whatever. Patan will develop in the AHL. Well, here's my would-do of the week if we yeah, want to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, we would yeah. have to do that because it's uh, definitely the Certainly time. do that. <laughs> So for this week's Spiza would do of the week, uh, in order to keep Lucas Spiza on the team, because I love him so much, uh, I would take an Anthony Peluso punch right to the nose. Just one? Nice. Yeah, if, I think if you gave him the time to wind up, he could probably kill me. So True. Uh, and if he, if he kind of punched up, he, he could jam the, the cartilage of my nose into my brain, you know? <laughs> True. Um, so I think one punch is dangerous enough. So one, one, like a yeah. direct punch to the face from Anthony Peluso on me. <laughs> My head might come off. Like, I don't know if you guys have played Fallout 4, but there's, like, the VATS aiming system, and you can, like, shoot people's heads off. That's what it would look like. <laughs> He'd go into the VATS aiming system and just but you would be click on my head five times. Uh, in oh. order to negate a trade. Yeah, because I want to keep speeds on the Jimmy's, team. Jimmy, Jimmy's got the trade all Trader lined Jim, up. Trader Jim, yeah. yeah. And no, you're going to run into his G- to the GM's office and be like, wait, 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 wait. I brought Anthony Peluso with me. It's on. It's happening. And he would be so entertained. Absolutely. Yes. Would, Are you not entertained? He'd hang up the phone right then and there. All I right. like it. Well, well done. We will move on from hockey right now into the NBA. And there's plenty of things we could talk about. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, I mean, I think the uh, the most obvious thing to talk about with the NBA this week is the uh, Golden State Warriors. I mean, pretty Record unbelievable. Setting. Yeah, 16-0. Yeah. and 0, And Steph Curry's been... Uh, been doing unbelievable and justin i know you're like the resident basketball fan of the podcast so i figure you'll want to talk about golden state i actually don't care about golden state at all we're gonna dive into a close examination of the real good show official basketball player robin lopez who's added another mascot kill to his list beautiful so yeah i guess really he has also the best start to the season he's two and zero versus mascots yeah so i mean pretty, pretty is there job. a mascot out there that will eventually topple his reign of terror Possibly. Well, I mean, he he took on way. a dinosaur, right? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty impressive. He started with the raptor and moved on. Yeah, which that's tough. Like that's yeah. really announcing like I'm here. Yeah. You, know what I mean? like, you I'm, beat up a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Clutch the bear, the mascot of the Houston Rockets, who Clutch? had the wrong idea to spray Robin Lopez with a fire extinguisher. And we'll hear a little bit of that right now. And it happened today. <laughs> this is coming out at halftime. As the Rockets mascot, his name is Clutch for Clutch City. <laughs> He's then assaulted by Lopez, who has a lot of fun. Fans love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they got a kick out of it. So does Lopez. Watch his face. <laughs> As they're saying fans love this stuff, the video is showing Robin Lopez rub the fire extinguisher into the mascot's face. Basically like drubbing him with a fire After extinguisher. After he put him in a headlock and, and threw him to the ground. him to the floor. Well, yeah. yeah, I think we mentioned this before, but mascots getting hurt is is really quite yeah, phenomenal. funny. The, uh, I think it was the Mariner's Moose when he was on the... Uh, 
there was like an ATV right. and they were like dragging him and he was kind of doing like wa- roller skiing. Okay. And uh, he like let go of the of the handle and went flying into the wall and like tore his ACL. Yikes. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a person in there, but yeah. seeing a moose on roller skates <laughs> crash into a wall is inherently... It's a real Rocky and Bullwinkle situation. Exactly. Yeah. We actually got somebody writing in this week with a mascot story after we talked about mascots a few weeks ago. Um, and I can read that right now. This comes from Jason at Cool Tweet Haver, who writes, uh, I don't have a question, but rather a follow-up on your mascot hijinks segment. My favorite by far is the fight between the mascots from Ohio State and Ohio University, though it was more of an assault than a fight. Yeah, that was awesome. He says, what makes it so hilarious is that the dude playing the Ohio mascot planned this from the second he got the job. In fact, it was the only reason he applied for the job in the first place. He held down the job of a mascot for more than a year just for this one opportunity to tackle the Ohio State mascot. It is glorious. And he sent in the video of that. And I can attest, it truly is glorious. I, I just watched it as well. And when he tackles him and his uh, his mask comes off. Yeah, it's awesome. It kind of breaks the... the that's, that's serious dedication, though. Like, that's playing a real long game to hold down a job. I mean, you have to like being the mascot at least a little bit, right? Like, I mean, you're not just suffering for a year for this moment. For this I don't moment really buy that. I really buy that, but it would be great if that was somehow like a feature film, like based on a true story, and then he goes through like all these unbelievably brutal episodes as the mascot <laughs> just to get to his one like taste of glory. Well, he gets escorted away by security. Yeah, oh, it's too. awesome. And yeah. there is a video link, and we're gonna have to watch this after the show uh, because up next in the playlist is best of mascots getting tackled. Oh, <laughs> well, that's about as good as it gets as far as a YouTube video title goes. Yeah, who doesn't love that? Uh, stuff? The, the description is mascots getting their ass tackled. What do you think? <laughs> and I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I don't even need to see it. I know it's great. But uh, in summary, Robin Lopez, keep it up, bud. Yeah. We love it. Keep it going. And we will go from there into our clip of the week. Absolute doozy Which this comes week. to us this week from the world of college football. Tom Herman is the head coach of the Houston Cougars. Clutch and, City. And right? Yes. <laughs> and he thinks that his team is uh, particularly close in a way that you might not understand, so he really has to spell it out for you. Take it away, Tom. Uh, yo, love you, dog. Love. I mean, that's not the word we're talking about. You know, love you, bro. You know, that ain't it. It's a kiss you on the cheek, squeeze you real tight, um, you know, tell you you have my heart in your hands, love, brother. Not love you, bro, or dog, you know, with the, the one-handed, what's Vince Vaughn say, ass out, hug, you know, we're not, we're not into that around here. We're into real, genuine love. Where all, no. all the reporters were just like, this is like a football press conference. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. what's going on here? He's like, hell no, we don't put our ass out. When we hug, we touch dicks. <laughs> Yeah, I was. He says real genuine love at the end there. You almost expect him to say like real passionate love. or real yeah. good love. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Real good love sounds like a, a really like shitty R and B song. <laughs> Looking for that real good love. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, um, here's the thing. Um, this to me smacks of the, like, uh, when you have like your high school girlfriend or whatever, or even in real, like there's some grown men that do this when you, uh, like 
you don't want to tell your girlfriend directly that you love her, so you spell it like L U V. It's like that's like the love we're or talking just a about. heart. Yeah, yeah or just like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like I'm not gonna come right out and be like I L O V E U, and then he just spelled like gotcha. I've never told anyone that I have their heart in my hands. That's <laughs> fucking weird. That doesn't seem like you love them. That seems like you're the huntsman. Really? <laughs> you don't say that to your curling teammates before. <laughs> every meat. I mean, I feel every meat. <laughs> curling meat. Yeah. Curling, curling meat. I don't know. What do you Absolutely. call? Absolutely. We're, we're we're right on line I think, with the I think high school speech teams. <laughs> I think when you say curling meats, you're you're thinking of pork rinds. The curling uh, <laughs> slamboree or what? yeah, slam slamboree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It, it, when we had well, the slamboree was actually more of the '80s because it was part of the rock and wrestling movement. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> No, we're not getting that pun. No, 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 I liked it. Yeah. Okay, thank it was, you. you know, yeah. I thought it was all right. It took me a second to get there. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot of a lot of big stars back in those. No, days. it was good. Thank yeah. Well, should we should we no, do I, the the Taffer thing I, uh, that we do every week? I loved your joke there, John. <laughs> yes. I, I, it's not like I loved your joke. I like I, I held your joke's heart in my hand, bro. No, bro, though. Not none of that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked it up already. <laughs> I'm holding. You're like, <laughs> I'm holding your heart in my hand, bro. He's like, no, 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 not bro. Just the heart in the hand. Yeah, that's so great. It's not like I love you, bro. <laughs> to be fair, he's like, I think it, the it came up because he's like turned this football team around. Like they're yeah. like a really bad team, and they're like undefeated. They've only got one loss so far this year, or something. And people are asking him about how he did it and he just did it through old-fashioned man love which is nothing wrong with that very impressive but as Stefan mentioned it's time to move on to our favorite segment well we have lots of favorite segments but this is a real good one the taffer tracker get a ten dollar raise per hour you can throw your own employee through a glass how do you like when he slaps you in the face how do you defend this if you yell at my wife you guys think this is okay I have a reputation and I have to protect it and you will destroy it well, two big news items in the Taffer Tracker this week. Uh, I'll, I'll start with the first one. The first one is that Sean White, CFL player, kicker for the Edmonton Eskimos, uh, has heard of and seen at least one episode of Bar Rescue. And wants to be on it. And wants to be on it, yes. <laughs> as the alcoholic. Yeah. Not as the crying man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's the crying man, I guess too. Yeah. the crying man, yeah. <laughs> the crying yeah, man. Not as the cool, not as the cool guy yeah. who has the sex. The cool guy is John Taffer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, he wants to be But the that. second piece of news, and Justin, I think you can... Yeah, uh, is uh, our show Twitter account this week was followed by um, bar rescue expert and mixologist Russell Davis, who is one of the uh, assets that Taffer will, will activate um, when he needs to really get a bar to clean its act up. Russell Davis, uh, a fan of this show, or at least a fan how enough many, to follow us on Twitter. How many people does he follow? Like 6,000. Oh, okay. okay. It's one of the, yeah, well... We're one yeah. of them. Yeah, that's fair. What's yeah. his ratio? Though? How many followers does he have? Uh, let me check. <laughs> yeah, this is very this is very important. This is going to be telling here. Yeah, uh, he's actually now following eight thousand people and is followed by nineteen thousand. Oh, that's not a very yeah, good ratio, but you know we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I could just DM him a bunch until he like finally Un- until he unfollows. Well, us. Well, either unfollows us or we'll call into the show and be a future guest. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. We, we're all, we're kind of on a roll with uh, guests recently, so. Um, 
we should really uh, we like we got to really step it up. So I feel like getting a mixologist from the Taffer track, and then eventually be, getting Taffer on the show. Yeah, that'd be yeah. unbelievable. Wow, well, we got to like work our way into a. His We're gonna need a lot exactly. more Patreon right? donations yeah. to afford his seventy-five thousand dollar appearance fee, <laughs> or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but but that'll do it for the Taffer tracker. Hold on, good night. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a half a second. I barely, that was barely words. I barely had time to acknowledge that as words. I was a chipmunk almost. Yeah, I liked it. Anyways, we will go from there into the Twitter mailbag. It's letter time. It's letter time. Stefan, anything good in the Twitter mailbag this week? Well, this isn't a question, and it had actually was not directed at anyone. It's just like a tweet. But this is from at Bobby Big Wheel, and I think it's too funny to pass up. Uh, he says, they used to give ketamine to women before C-sections, so there's a good chance your mom was tripping balls when you were born, which I think is a, is a nice image. I was, I was born by C-section. Yeah, so, so there, you know, ask. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. Aren't like most women pretty out of it when they're given birth? I mean. If they have an epidural or whatever. Probably. Yeah, it makes I mean, sense. ketamine, I think, would make it, like, even. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that'd be definitely... Yeah, that's kind of comforting to know that my mom was seeing, like, uh, you know, unicorns <laughs> and shit when I was being born. Makes sense with how magical I am. We got a question about uh, the curling brooms, but we already talked so much oh, about Oh, see, there that. we go. So I wasn't wrong. Yeah. People are curious yeah, about it. Well, person Harbe is curious about, about that. Nice. Uh, no content, just RTs writes in with rouge, a good thing or the best thing? And we had Sean White weigh in earlier. He thought they were pretty bad, personally, for yeah, him. He just yeah. yeah, for him, a rouge is bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense, because that means he's missed. Yeah. Yes. But for yeah. everyone else, beautiful. Yeah, that's I the, just like, the best part of the sport. Yeah, it's just it's nice when you have some uh, like a part of the sport that's like a term that's in a different language. Yeah. Like, I always feel like that's just nice. Like, it's just nice. You know yeah. what I mean? It really is the most Canadian part. Yeah, it spices it up of the game. <laughs> uh, I've got a... This is kind of... There's two tweets that are sort of similar here, and I'll, I'll read both of them. One of them is from uh, Expert Swami, and he asks, if you replace the ball from one sport with a ball from a different sport, what would be the best combo? And Modern Hobo also asked, like, right afterwards, what would be the best sport played with the ball of another sport, i.e. football with a basketball, curling with pucks? Wow. Uh, so I think that's a great question. Well, curling doesn't use a ball, so that's a bit of a flaw. Well, but, you know, the ball in quotation marks. I would say uh, baseball with, like, a golf ball. Oh, man. That'd be so hard. But, well, yeah. Because they, they would just hit it. Well, actually, no, that would suck. That, yeah, that's, like, really, really hard bad, to hit it. What am I talking well, about? I was ba- thinking baseball with a basketball, but there's a movie about that, and we've all seen how great it is. It's that's really true. great. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, basket baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awesome movie. That classic film. Classic film. Um, uh, I'm tr- man, this is a tough one. I think um, football with a baseball would be and, gr- and like the players had gloves and they had to like run and catch the ball. You know what that I mean? That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty great, actually. Yeah, yeah. If they, yeah, if the players have gloves. Yeah, I was thinking football with a puck would be hilarious. <laughs> There'd be no fumbles. Ever. I would kind of like to see hockey with like a curling rock. Well, it just wouldn't be possible. <laughs> Unless you're using like significantly larger sticks. Well, obviously they would be. Yeah, they yeah. would yeah. have to. I think that was on Even Dragon's then, Den it'd be really week, hard. Actually. It's yeah. like 42 uh, pounds. The rock's 42 pounds. So that'd be pretty 
tough, but I'd watch it for yeah. sure. A lot, a lot of people would get hurt. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I would I'm trying watch. to think of uh, yeah, yeah. No, those are those are all good answers for sure. I, yeah, I, I don't like. I, would, I also would love to see shit that just is like it just legitimately wouldn't be a sport anymore, like tennis with a football. <laughs> I would love to see um, trampoline basketball with a medicine ball. So slam ball yeah. with a medicine ball God. just to up the injury quotient was that, even higher. That was on this show when I started watching episodes of yeah, the middle yeah. of an episode, Yeah, right? that was when Tom yeah. Drance God, was here. That was awesome. I'd like to see uh, <laughs> darts with a baseball. They just throw the ball at and the... And it just uh, hits the board yeah, and falls and it's down. It's like, oh, that was close, I guess. That was a bullseye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 180! It's like skee-ball, though, right? Basically. Well, essentially, kind yeah. Kind of well, similar. Well, skee-ball is fantastic. Though, yeah, so. can't go yeah. wrong with that. Uh, question from uh, your boy, the Zoobs, from the Sportsfeld podcast, who have been so kind to us lately. As they should be. Uh, they're wonderful. Yeah. yeah, they're great guys themselves. Uh, he's The Zoobs writes, which sport that you have no experience playing do you think you could turn pro in the fastest? Uh, okay, well, first of all, I'd like to clear up the myth that people often think that curling is that sport, that they see it in the Olympics, and they're like, oh... I'll just start curling now, and by the next Olympics, I will be in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, zero chance. No chance at all. Negative chance. I've been curling for 17 years, and I am nowhere near the Olympics, so you have no chance. So not curling. So not curling. I would say skeleton. That's, that's, that's yeah, what I was, was going to say, too. I was thinking <laughs> bobsled or skeleton. Yeah. yeah. Well, because bobsled was like l- literally like Pierre Luders saw Jesse Lumsden play, <laughs> and then Je- and he's like, "Oh, you're a strong running back, but you can't play football anymore because you got concussions. Why don't you just come run the start of a bobsled?" And, and then he was in the and next then Olympics. Hop into our thing. And then same with John Montgomery. That is legitimately his story. In 2006, he was like, "Ah, I think uh, this. I'm going to actually just train for an Olympic event." and I want to be in the Olympics in 2010. Figured skeleton was the best way to do it, then ended up winning the gold medal in 2010. And chugging a pitcher and chugging of a beer. Pitcher. Skeleton yeah. would be like the scariest. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Like, but I, I think it I is think the I'd one that... I some of that ketamine before I... <laughs> if you're already in shape and you're not afraid to do skeleton, you could be a pro skeletonist. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> I think. And I'm not saying that I could turn pro in bobsled immediately, but in terms of just which one would take me the fastest to turn pro, that's probably still the one. Can you be? I guess you can be a pro bobsledder. Follow up question: Would skeleton be better if it was just an actual skeleton <laughs> on a sled and they just pushed the skeleton down a hill? Well, in 2010, wasn't that oh, kind of, of hard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we're that all we're like, all thinking it. That wasn't the setup. I was hoping that you were going to ask would it be better if we were if they were riding a skeleton down. That you were, oh, that 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 like a, like a horse skeleton. Sled. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like... Like, if, didn't, like an animal skeleton. Like if you like found a, a uh, like shriveled up dead person at the top of Mount Everest, basically, yeah, and like the rode Simpsons them down. Where yeah. They ride yeah. The, the dead body down... Is it Everest or whatever? When, or the, the murder, murder horn. horn. Yeah. 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 That's also the episode with my favorite Simpsons quote ever, which is... Uh, a gime? What's a gime? <laughs> All night gime. Oh, a gime. <laughs> if we are talking fa- favorite Simpsons quotes, it's got to be the Rashomon joke, where Marge is like, uh, Homer, you loved Rashomon. And I'm just like, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I it made it like when I heard that joke, it's like, I want to quit writing jokes because it's such a perfect joke. It's yeah. so good. I've been down there. I've been down that road where I want to quit. 
Uh, Yerky21 writes in, who, by the way, also wrote in after last week's episode dropped to say he did not write the review that was very complimentary of him. Wow. Because he did write a different review that we haven't picked yet. <laughs> I don't think we did. He didn't say which one it was. I know it says his name on top oh. of it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, now I just feel like <laughs> I an feel asshole. bad. He complains about how we uh, talk too much about the Blue Jays, basically, <laughs> in his other review. Um, but uh, Yerky21 writes in and says If the three of you were stranded on a desert island with the LA Kings, how long would it be before Milan Lucic ate Stefan? <laughs> Why am I getting eaten? How long yeah. would it be before one of us eats? Just take the kings out of the equation. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I wouldn't probably eat Stefan. No, I'm, all, I'm all bones. Yeah. See, yeah. I think we would have like a, 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 a trio, like an alliance between the three of us. But then there's 23 guys professional the kings athletes, yeah. who are all professional I athletes. I think they would just kill me for the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> just for sport. Yeah. Like yeah. there's probably like, let's assume there's like a nice like food supply on the island. There's like a fridge. It's like fully stocked. It's just like, well, let's, let's murder Stefan. <laughs> I mean, if any team's going to do it, yeah. uh, the LA Kings will probably be the one to be like, let's murder for sport. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Brendel what? Uh, very funny guy. He asks, why are footballs hollow? Uh, and I believe they're filled with chocolate, but I could be wrong. Speaking of the NFL, friend of the show, Rich Marinsky writes in, the NFL has gone 41 days without a player arrested. The average is seven days, typically. Uh, so he wants to know, who breaks that streak? And the record is 64 days without an arrest. Can they beat that? Well, Stedman Bailey got shot. Yeah, Does he got shot in, in the head. head. But, well, they you, know, you, get can't, you can't get arrested for getting shot in no, the head. No, I well. to the hospital. Yeah. Well, I know you can't get arrested. I'm going to say Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Yeah, he was apparently... Well, he's been demoted because he was partying. Yeah, he's third string now. He was partying after rehab. Something's got to give. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's going to... But I don't think they'll... Well, 64 days is the record. Don't you kind of hope Johnny Manziel gets signed by Miami in the offseason just to really see what his potential is? I kind of hope he gets signed by the BC Lions. (laughs) That would also be great. He'd be really good. He would love the Roxy, though. God, he'd never get him out of there. (laughs) <laughs> You'd have to arrest him to get him out of there. Yeah, there you go. I don't know because I, I feel like, man, I hope the like, you just never know when there might be like a Plaxico Burris situation around the corner where you get arrested for shooting yourself in the leg. <laughs> so, the gun in his sweatpants, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of who like a good criminal is. Um, <laughs> Mark Davis Bryan has a lot of neck tattoos. Not that that's an indication of anything, but he also did get suspended for drug use, like marijuana. And you can get arrested for marijuana in the States. That's so. true. So he's going to yeah. break the I'll streak. go with Martavis Bryant. All right. DJ Even though I hope he doesn't because he's on two of my fantasy football teams. So I really like him to stay. <laughs> and he uh, seems like a nice guy. Yes. Great guy, yeah, right? He's, not, he's no Greg Hardy. <laughs> no, absolutely. DJ Laidback Luke at Peculiar Ski writes in, who is the Lucas Pisa of other pro sports? He nominates Terrence Ross for the NBA. I feel like that's unfair to Terrence Ross. And even though he's probably not as bad as Lucas Pisa, every time I see Luis mm-hmm. Scola's name, I always think of Lucas Pisa. <laughs> even though he's good. Yeah, even though yeah. he's good. Yeah. I just see his name and like have like Spisa flashbacks rearranging. Well, yeah, it's, it's got to be someone on like a big contract that's like too expensive. 
And there, well, I was like Ryan Howard for the Phillies, maybe, but yeah. he was like really good for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was one of the best players in baseball. So, and the thing with the NFL is contracts aren't guaranteed. Well, like true. some of them yeah. are, but not very many. So mostly you can just. There's not really bad contracts. Yeah. You can and, just break them well, at like any time. Andrea Bargnani then would probably. That would be, be like, actually, yeah. That's, and he's Italian. Yeah. So, so he is the Lucas Pisa yeah. of the NBA. Yeah. yeah I think go. there it is. That's got to be it. I don't no, know. Uh, as soon as you one. said Andrea Bargnani, I was like, yes. Yeah, that is absolutely. Lucas Pisa of other sports. Yeah, uh, we have kind of a serious one here from uh, Marlon the Man. Uh, he listens to the show a lot. Yeah. I, I think yep. he wrote in last week. Yeah, uh, and he asks, uh, just simply would like to get each of your early predictions on who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Thank you. Um, not Vancouver, <laughs> and I would assume not Toronto. No, 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 no. Um, I'll go. I'll take the populist pick, and I'll take the Rangers. I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars. I was also going to pick, to pick the Dallas Stars. I picked them yeah. first, so you have to pick someone Fuck. else. Uh, yes. Dallas? Bay? No, it's not going to be Dallas. Too weak at D. Yeah, Chicago again. That's um, my problem, too. Chicago. <laughs> Fair. We've all I don't been know. There. I, really, I, I don't know. It's just it's anyone but Anaheim, really. Yeah, it won't be Anaheim. No, it definitely will not. But I, I really have to pick someone who's not the Dallas Stars. You, can you pick really the Dallas think Stars. Dallas is going to win that much? I mean, probably. What? If There's I had so to bet, then I would pick the Dallas probably. Interesting. Yeah. They're pretty terrifying. They are a lot of fun to watch. Too. Oh, they're great fun to yeah. watch, and they're great offensively. I just think playoff. Design. All right. Well, if I'm playing the long odds, well, then we if know I how it works in the playoffs with Sagan, right? He's going to be <laughs> well doing done. coke and blowing curfew. Way to go. Set Sorry. Properly. Blowing coke and doing curfew. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's those are the correct terms. I think. I'm gonna if I'm gonna play the long odds here on this one, I'm gonna pick the Columbus Blue Jackets. Because well, they're, they're not even in the playoff picture right now. If I bet on them right now, baby, I'm in the money. No, oh, you're out of the money no. by, by definition. Rolling huge. Yeah, because they're going to lose, and <laughs> then they, you're not going to have any money. I'm going to be the prophet who just foresaw the whole thing coming, man. And then I, that will make you profit? Yeah. I got you. Ah. That was a little uh, homonym pun. <laughs> that was good. you playing the home yeah. game. Thank you. Uh, no content, just RTs writes in, does your guest understand CFL kicking rules? I think it's safe to say yes, he did. <laughs> That's a did, great question. Yeah, I think he did really well. Yeah, he's got a pretty good handle on it. Um, that's so funny. That's yeah. That's my favorite question. Yeah, so that's far. a great question because um, they knew we were having a CFL guest, so they, they just did. assumed we were going to have like a lineman it on I the just show. Can't keep secrets at yeah, all. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm getting less and less what are sports questions, which I'm really happy that's about. So nice. Yeah. But I'm getting like really oddly specific sports questions because I think a lot of my followers don't actually listen to the podcast. They're just like, oh, Stephanie right. just wants like a sports question. Right. For like whatever they think reason. you're writing like an article. Yeah, but or I something. never answer them on Twitter. So anyway, uh, this is from Jerry SP702 Night Panda. And he asks, will the UNLV running Rebels make the NCAA tournament this year? And Jerry, you've got the Stefan Heck guarantee that maybe they will. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'll give sure. you a definite maybe. It's possible. Yeah, absolutely. The second best. That's a basketball thing, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to lock it. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. making it. This is your lock. You guys can't see this, but he actually just produced a giant padlock. <laughs> he lo- and he locked it. That wasn't a noise from his mouth. That was the actual sound that the lock made. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go right ahead and say, uh, fuck you and LV and the running rebels slash lady rebels. I don't know which one he's talking about. Or he said, did he specify running rebels? He said the running rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We were, cause we were talking about that before the podcast, how, how it's kind of strange that universities still have 
like different names for their female and and male yeah. teams. Well, I was going to mention during the curling segment, honestly, it's weird to me that curling is not an intergender sport. It is. They do have mixed uh, championships. Okay. But uh, men, men like men are better than women at it, so that that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like the top women's teams, you could like incorporate <laughs> maybe maybe a couple of the like top ladies, but generally speaking, men's teams are better. So all right, I was just thinking that's not an offensive you know, thing. Personally, just... a men's or a women's team could handily beat me. Oh, for, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. But that's true. <laughs> uh, that's true for most sports. Yeah, I think, isn't it? I mean, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a hypothetical. <laughs> what do you think is the what's the what's the sport that you don't think a woman could beat you at? Um, Top ranked too. We're saying like a pro football. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess the only pro football players that are ladies are in the lingerie football <laughs> league. So, so that's, that's still they still like just, they're still athletes. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. Yeah. And I could easily just stiff arm all of them on my way to the end. Football is such a weird one because it's not one on one, so it's like a tough. But yeah, okay, you're right. You probably wouldn't be tackled one on one. Okay, football. For yeah. me, it's like they would beat me in every sport. Maybe like an e-sport if I got really lucky. Right, League of Legends. So or something. Uh, not even that. Like <laughs> I, I played like Hearthstone, and that's just like that's a very luck based game. Okay, so I could maybe pull that off, but right. probably not. What nationality is the top lady Hearthstone player? Korean, probably. Uh. I don't know, actually. I, the the guy who won the world championship is Swedish. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, we had some listeners write in talking about how badly they wanted to see me compete in women's MMA last week after we talked about That's Ronda true. Rousey. So I'm well, definitely you, you, not picking that. You said you think you would lo- you'd lose to Ronda Rousey. I would not just lose. Yeah. I would be murdered. Yeah, yeah. she would kill all it of us. It would be a murder. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. There's no question. Well, I see, here's the thing. is I like, really want to see her fight Floyd Mayweather, too. I want to see her beat yeah. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. Floyd and that's, kicked the no, shit out of her. The one... Spot where Holly Holm has really disappointed me as the new champion, saying that Floyd Mayweather is the greatest of all time. Did she say that? Yeah. Aww. She's like, come on, Holly. Like, you know, she's a boxer, so she has that whole, like, she has to appreciate, because she's like, she doesn't want to piss off her boxing fans. Yeah. Even though it doesn't make sense, because, like, I get it with the domestic violence thing, but. Yeah. Just be like, I could beat him. Just just say it, See, Holly. Ho- this is, like, Holly Holm seems like like she seems so nice and stuff and she's like been doing all the interview rounds yeah. and stuff she seems like a nice really nice lady so i feel like like she would absolutely still kick the shit out of me but yeah. i feel like i would have more confidence than facing rousey because rousey does look like she would just rip your nuts off through your mouth but like here's the thing that holly doesn't really understand is like you could just say anything you don't actually have to do it it's never going to happen i could say it right now I could beat up Floyd Mayweather. I, I, I said it. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to say it <laughs> no. either. He I'm, for I'm sure actually, could be, I'm scared. He absolutely could beat me yeah. up. Anyway, Thank that'll you. do it for the Twitter <laughs> Mailbag. <laughs> and we will go from there into uh, something's getting a, little, it's getting a little too chilly for this segment lately. But still, grab a towel, slap on some zinc. It's time for Stefan's Pool Party. <laughs> I mean, there's like heated pools. Yeah, that's you know, petrified. Indoor yeah. pools and, and a hot tub. Um, I actually won my matchup in Luongo's league this week. Wow! Uh, I'm still second last. I'm but three not, and eight. Not in the basement. No. Well, no. That's I, I'd still count that as the basement. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're still yeah. Because it's not like there's 14 floors. You're like halfway up the stairs. Yeah, yeah there's you're like, just mo- like you don't have to sleep beside the water heater. Yeah, exactly. Like you you can be like on the couch. Yeah, or a cot. basement. A, a yeah, cot. It's a cot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm probably not going to win any more games the rest of the year. I don't know how that happened, but uh, it did. And, well, you just uh, had like the perfect storm of like all your kind of shitty players having big weeks. Yeah, and that happens sometimes. And we can go from there into a quick look at the. Spiza oh, and also memorial. in the speed, yeah, Spiza. Okay, here we go. Where, Sorry, I thought you were moving on. Things are going very well for one John Cullen. <laughs> you are in second to last. Yep. No one is even close. Nope. To getting uh, the crown from Stefan. Actually, you're you're not that far off, John. Only two and a half points back. Feeling the good. Um, but Stefan, how uh, are you doing it? What is your secret? You know what I need. The problem is because we have to set a, an amount of like goalie games played. Yeah, I think it's because I'm I have like hardly any goalie games played to be honest. Uh, which I'm I feel like a is a bit of, of cheating. So we we're gonna have to figure out the exact number of, of goalie games we need because I can't win with like ten goalie games played. That's no. unfair. Yeah, I've already um, had probably thirty. So I might have to make a move soon where I actually pick up like a legit starter. Which I'm gonna have rock to do that me up too. the stand. I can make a deal. I'm I got I got a couple. Okay. I have several legit starters. So my maybe goalies we can make are a trade. Ed, Eddie Lack and Jonas Hiller, and Hiller's been injured for several weeks, and Eddie doesn't play very yeah, much. Yeah, and I've got Jonathan Bernier, Kerry Ramo, and Keith Kincaid. Nice. Uh, I have uh, both New Jersey's Ari- backup. I have oh. both Arizona goalies, uh, Anders Lindback and Mike Smith. I have Jonas Gustafson, and I have uh, Anders Nilsson from Edmonton. Oh, you know, I'll throw you Ryan Reeves or Anders Nilsson right Ooh, now. Wow, that's a big that's a big deal. I don't know if I can give up on Nilsson just for Reeves. How's Ryan? Reeves doing this year? Let's What's see how Ryan Reeves is doing. I need this some year. minus. Uh, Ryan Reeves uh, has zero points, and he's he's plus zero. Actually, it's a little well. It's dead even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I made a huge move. I That's made a couple huge moves this extremely week. Extremely valuable that, point that production. That is actually. Pool. Yeah. Oh, it's I got a, a loss player to put on the. Uh, on got the another loss block. tonight here, boys. But I got an assist too. I got a. Oh, Andre Marchenko for uh, Detroit. Sorry, Alexi Marchenko. Well, I do also have Luke Gadzik available, who has zero Ooh. points and is minus four. Yeah, so. that's a nice... I benched Gustafson tonight, and he somehow beat Detroit, so I'm glad for that. There you go. It's all working out in your yeah, favor. Things are coming up good. Well, I had a really good... I made some really good pickups this week, like Brandon Machinter from uh, Chicago. And again, Stefan's dad. Paul, if you're listening, I will take Rafi Torres. <laughs> Just send him my way. Make me an offer, Paul. He's going to hold on to Torres, I think. I'm waiting for it. And that'll do it for Stefan's Pool Party. We'll go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Oh, I can go first. Sure. Well, I was up at Hornby Island on the weekend. Nice. Uh, and, uh, well, first of all, we saw a pot of elephant seals, which was kind of cool. I thought you were going to say elephants, which would have well, been very weird they, for Hornby they, Island. No, they were very big, though. I thought they were whales at first, and they're huge, and they make a lot of noise, and uh, kind of cute, too. Yeah, uh, sure. I wouldn't want to get close to them, but uh, that's not the one good thing. The one good thing is while I was up there, I brought back a Blu-ray copy of The Raid 2 Redemption, uh, maybe my favorite action movie of all time. I'm going to watch it at some point this week or this weekend. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, watch the first one first. The first one is wonderful. The second one just steps it up in every conceivable 
What's uh, it about? I've never heard of it. Uh, it's like an Indonesian crime action movie. Okay. And it's it's unreal. Like it's just nonstop action. It's just so a over quick the top. correction, Stefan. Uh, the raid, the original one, was called the Raid Redemption. The Raid Two is oh, it's Barandal. The Raid Two, Barandal. That's right. That's right. Which what does that even mean? Probably redemption. Something in <laughs> Indonesian, yeah. Barandal. Um, I like that. But so uh, is it like English subtitle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's directed by like a Welsh guy. Gareth Evans. Yeah. Interesting. Um, written and directed. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. I took in some live theater this past weekend. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you about this, yeah. so I'm excited you're going to talk about Went it. Went to uh, the Queen Elizabeth Theater here in Vancouver and saw once the stage version of the uh, film. How many times the did same you see name. it? Just once. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw it on closing night, so if I could, I would have gone back for more. It was really great, um, and I'm going to recommend either the stage show, if it's coming to your city, or the, just the movie, because the movie itself is... So good. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and it is uh, starring a Glenn Hansard. Yeah, Glenn Hansard, yeah, who is currently now Mer- a something Erglova. Marquetta Erglova. Marquetta. And and uh, they were a band called uh, the Swell Season as a yes. duo for a little while. And yeah. I think he's now just a solo artist. Yes. Regardless, he was the lead singer of um, the Frames. The, the frames. frames. Son of a bitch, man. They have a great. There's one Frames song that I just love. I knew that by the way. I didn't look that up on Wikipedia. Nice, good view. Yeah, so, uh, that's so solid. Yeah. Either I way, because I'm wearing glasses, I should have gone. If you haven't seen the movie yet, it's wonderful. One of my favorite films of the 2000s in Absolutely. general. One of my favorite uh, vacuum-based movies. <laughs> Written and directed by John Carney, though he didn't really do much writing. I think a lot of the film is uh, largely improvisational, which is kind of what makes it so good. It feels like uh, there's a very like voyeuristic quality to it, like you're peering in on two... Justin Real likes a voyeuristic people. movie. Uh, Shocker. Um, and all of the music in it, written by the two leads, uh, as you said, Glenn Hansard and Marquette Erglova, is so fucking great. Yeah. Which is why it was a great stage musical also. How can you screw it up when the, you know, the movie Well, you could have a really bad singers. Perfect songs. Like, you could have me and Stefan be, like, the two people. Doing the stain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, do it well. <laughs> You want to get in on the stain? I don't. Well? I yeah. don't. You could cast yeah. Aaron Lewis in the yeah. lead of the stage. Yeah. Oh, that'd be okay. Well, I'd be, I that'd actually be, would pay double. Yeah, to that'd see be that so dope. Probably. Absolutely. Either way, uh, musical or the movie, once if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, check it out. Wonderful. I'm gonna go in the realm of music as well and uh, plug uh, this album. You probably haven't heard of this guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, this is a band you may not have heard of uh, called Beach Slang. Terrible name, but great album. <laughs> It's called The Things We Do to Find People Who Feel Like Us, which is a great album title. And uh, it's kind of, it, it reminds me of like what Gaslight Anthem thinks they are. That's how I would best describe it. Like, it's just like a really like, I don't know if earthy is the right word, but it's just a really like, feels like a very authentic kind of punk rock album. But it's not like, it's not punk in the sense of like Black Flag or something like that. Like it's very accessible, but uh, yeah, just really well written. Some great songs. Actually kind of reminds me a little of Japan Droids. Got a little of that kind of feel you recommended them a couple weeks oh, ago. Um, so yeah, so Beach Slang. Uh, the whole album's great. Probably my favorite song is uh, Young and Alive. So maybe Justin can throw that on the outro if he doesn't sure. have some romantic once track to play in no, there. I'll play that under while I'm talking about okay, it. Okay, perfect. And uh, yeah, so Beach Slang, the things we do to find people who feel like us. Great album. Probably one of my favorite favorites of the year so far and uh yeah check it out all right that 
will do it for this week's program. Our roommate is Chris Adam. Our intern is Andrew Zuber. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Indonesia. Rouge. Ah. Great cup. Yeah, no, I should. Yeah, I should have got Rouge. Yeah, Last week, I should have got Skittles, too. Yeah, you had Indonesia on the mind, though. I know. I mean, well, we yeah. Could, we could just retake it right now if you do. No, no, no. We no, can't. No, we got to no. be authentic. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to. It's going to be. Rouge, he's in Indonesia. Stay it's going to be really special when we both hit it. Yeah. I legitimately thought about that when we were driving today. I was like, maybe today is going to be the day where we. We did it once, do. right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just show, once. though. Oh, but yeah, that doesn't We just said show. It wasn't like. Because, yeah, because you were doing that bit for a while where you were, like, purposely saying it after me. Yeah. And then one time you just said it with me, so it felt, like, cool, but it was not... Like, we we both have never got the secret word This feels kind of like the newlywed game. Where, yeah, like, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, where I say I prefer to make love all over the house. Yeah, and, you and say I say in the, in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Pretty busy. It's a good time. Yeah. I'm not their family, just mine. Yeah. <laughs> I left them there. All right. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. Okay. Was that just some coach. random on the street? No, it was a head coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>